Okay, so we're joined here now from Catherine from the Yorkshire Pasta Company. Hello. Hiya. How are we? I'm good, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's good to have you on with us. Um, for, so, how how did it all begin for you with uh, with the pasta company? Um, so yeah, we started. We had the, the idea about a year ago. We were in the Lake District, um, having a bit of a walking holiday, and we were up the top of a mountain. Um, and we've been passing ideas back and forth for well months, really, of what sort of thing we'd like to do. And we knew it was food or drink related, and we just hadn't had that idea that grabbed us yet. We've investigated a few different options. Um, and yeah, we were up the top of Cat Bells and the altitude must have got to us and we uh, we thought about pasta and it didn't sound too ridiculous. Um, so we started investigating it as soon as we got home and went from there. So yeah, about a year ago. So you've only been going a year? Yes, yeah. So I, we both had full-time jobs as well at that point. So um, I had to balance sort of my investigations with, with a career too. So yeah, managed to balance it okay and sort of did the pasta full-time from last August. So in terms of when you were out researching and, and creating your product, what what was the the main thing that you sort of looked into? So the most important thing for us was to establish who the customer would be. Um, and we knew that we wanted to sell through independent shops, so farm shops and delis. Um so a lot of research was basically just having a look at some of the really nice farm shops and delis out there and plotting a map. Um, and I would drive around and just take, you know, a full day and go from A to B to C to D. Um, we went over to Wakefield, Pontefract, the Yorkshire Dales, um, and just popping into from small to large farm shops and delis and then seeing what was on the shelves um, so not just the pasta aisles, but just making sure um, we were looking at everything really and making sure we were getting a big picture for what products were were there that people were wanting to buy. Um, and just with visiting one or two, the first few, it was really clear that there was a massive gap within the pasta section for something that was made in Britain. Um, the other thing that we noticed was everything was import that was imported. Um, was packaged in, in plastic um, so we saw two key areas there so local food local pasta um, and something that was a bit more environmentally friendly packed so what what sort of product are you using for for environmentally friendly packaging well there was quite a lot of development in finding packaging so we've we've worked with it was coming up to about 50 different packaging manufacturers um, when we eventually found something that worked for us. So we did some customer research in farm shops, interviewing um, people about pasta, about whether they'd be interested in um, locally manufactured pasta, um, and everyone was really positive towards it. And then we threw the question out there about um, whether a environmentally, so whether a recyclable plastic option was, in their opinion, sustainable. Um, and it was really clear that even if plastic was recyclable, um, the, the consumer didn't see it as being environmentally friendly. Um, and so we we ruled out plastic quite early on, um, but it gave us some massive challenges. Um, we we knew we wanted to use paper, um, but it 
actually made life a lot harder for us. Um, and so the development, yeah, it's been a good year. It's one of the first things we started on alongside the pasture itself. Um, but there was challenges over keeping it fresh, having something that wasn't going to rip. Um, and then also the big question about it's just stereotypical that a bag of pasta you can see in and you see the pasta. Um, yeah. But how would you do that with a paper bag? Um, so there was all of these things to sort of overcome. So in terms of when you've been making the pasta, what what sort of pastas is it that you, you, you create? So we've got five in the range, um, which has been launched three weeks now. Um, so we've gone for some family favourites. So you've got the penne and the fusilli. Um, and you've also got the shells as well, but we've kept those a little bit larger than the typical ones you'd get. Um, and then we've also got two shapes, which are a bit more out there and different. Um, so the tortiglione, which is a really nice tube with um, sort of a sweeping curve on the edges, like a groove. Um, and then we've also got the meze, um, which are large, they're almost like we call them hula hoops. So as long as they are wide, yeah. um, but nice and meaty and big. So when you've when you sort of come up with those, did, did any sort of travel to Italy after after being curd into all this as well? To yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah we went of course we spent our um, summer <laughs> holiday uh, in June. We went to Italy, um, and again it was just maps of where we wanted to go, who we wanted to speak to. Um, so yeah, that's our holiday sort of followed our where we needed to go for the research, and we went to a couple of factories and we spoke to manufacturers of equipment. Um, and then also when we're out in the restaurants and things, talking to, trying to talk to chefs and see what the importance was and what was to be kept with the recipe and what was important to them as well. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was a very, very enjoyable and interesting holiday, but maybe not a holiday, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Work and pleasure at the same time, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how did you How did you find that it it came across out there? Because obviously food food is quite a big big thing for for italians isn't it yeah so it's one of those things we we sat on the idea and kept it quiet for so long because we weren't sure how it was going to go down um so we spent a lot of time researching and no one close family and friends knew what it was we were looking at um because there might have been a point where we we just said it, you know it's not going to work um we definitely kept um, what we did under our hats when we were visiting a lot of the Italian places um, and just, you know, seemed like interested foodies, I guess. So in terms of when you've been making the pasta, how how did you sort of start making it? Was it just, just at home in the kitchen or did you already have something lined up in a sort of bigger premises to make that? Oh, no, so we've always enjoyed making food ourselves, so we've made, we had, like, the pasta roller and um, everything at home, so we, we had that sort of um, equipment, um, and then we, like, if, we look, if you look on the Facebook page, there's a few pictures of the early process, and it literally was just rolling pins um, and mixing, and eventually we got to a point where my arms got so tired, we had to get a proper, sort of, just a stand, a kitchen stand mixer to, to knead the dough, um, to make sure it was consistent every time um, and it really did just start from inviting family and friends to food and sending bit, you know, bits of pasta out to them to get feedback and trying to find 
different flour as well was a massive challenge because the Italians use semolina flour, which is from milled during wheat. Yeah. But we wanted to use something that was milled locally to us, um, and you did, there isn't any semolina growing in the in the UK. <laughs> Um, so that was a massive hurdle as well. It took a lot of development to understand flour, um, which I did have a bit of experience with my previous roles. It's, it's something I was really familiar with was flour, but not specifically for pasta. So I was trying to understand what I knew about the product um, and what I could learn about durum wheat, match it with something that was available over here that would give us uh, the characteristics needed for a pasta dough. Um, so that was again a lot of a lot of hard work um, trying to find that. So starting off of what we call bench scales on the kitchen worktop, um, and then eventually building it up into something that was a bit more, um, you know, getting the shapes and things like that, which you can't necessarily do just by hand. Um, so yeah, so a lot of, a lot of hard work behind not just the packaging, but obviously the pasta itself as well. It hasn't been sort of plain sailing at all. How long would you say it took you to come up with your final products? Say we, the full, at least the full year, and even when we launched in May, um, we were were still learning um, the the beginning of this year, um, and sort of, you know, the odd phone call to Italy, or um, there's other sort of family artisan um, manufacturers that have been excellent, they're always on the end of an email. Uh, willing to help us so yeah there's been quite a few phone calls even just this spring making sure everything was right and asking questions before we launched the products so you said you'd sort of been doing all your research and putting the company together whilst working how how easy have you found sort of doing that because it can't have been um the most easiest of tasks no it wasn't to do it for the first few months and I think that's what made us the decision to dive in with both feet so in order to do it and do it properly I took the decision to leave my job um so from the first of August which is Yorkshire day <laughs> um, that was the first day that I was 100% you know working for Yorkshire pasta um and from then I was able to spend every hour of every day um I'd found in my old job, you were in a meeting and your brain was wandering off. <laughs> You're trying to control, you know, be committed to your, your career, but there's this just little thing on your shoulder saying, oh, think about me, you've got lots to do. So, <laughs> And then you end up doing evenings and weekends and there's only so long that you can, you know, work every hour of the day. So we had a really good discussion with family and just thought, do you know what, we, we really believe in this and it's worth having a proper go. Um and yeah, it made made a massive difference from being able to dedicate everything to it, um, and I think that's why we managed to sort of launch something we're really proud of in in a year. Um, so we've just done so so much um, to be ready for May. So yeah, that wouldn't have been possible. I don't think having still stayed in my previous role. So what what were you actually doing before this? Is it something? along those similar lines, or is it something completely different in terms of food relation? even at university studied food science and nutrition um so how have you been dealing with what's been happening yeah it's been a very challenging time to set up um but it's been so humbling to see the farm shops and delis 
they're really battling hard to stay open and adapting um, to keep, you know, supporting the, the customers and the local people. Um, and for us, the fact that they're still opening the doors to us as a completely new supplier um, and wanting the product on the shelf, it's, for us, I mean, we wouldn't be where we are without them. Um, it's so hard to get your product in front of the customer without that support. Um, so what it has shown us is it's been such a challenging time. Businesses are sort of working together and supporting one another. Um, so we've really have got this sort of community and a really strong working relationship with these local farm shops and delis and, and we're their producer, so we're supporting one another at the moment. Which, yeah, it's been brilliant. We've got some excellent relationships already, even just in you know a short space of time. So obviously with with your final product as well so obviously you've got it in in the shops now but how how was that um in terms of selling the product to to sort of farm shops and and local small independents how easy was it to to get your your product on their shelves i think the biggest thing for us was we attended the fine food north show um so it was in harrogate in the beginning of march and that's run by the guild of fine food um and that is a place where every year all farm shop owners and deli owners and food buyers come together under one roof um, and see small producers and what they've got, what's coming, what's new. Um, and quite often it's just them getting together and having a good old catch up and seeing people there. Um, and we went to that in March and thank goodness it was before lockdown. Um, it's before this was all even a thing. Um, so we were able to meet so many new people there um, and take away their contact details and follow up with them afterwards. And that's where the majority of these farm shops and deli relationships have been created. Um, but we know if that shop, if that show hadn't have gone ahead, uh, we would be in a completely different place. Um, you, we can't just walk into a farm shop today and you know take a sample to a, a farm shop manager um it's having to you know use social media and what you do have out there telephones and emails which it's not the same as meeting someone in person and letting them taste the pasta um so yeah that show gave us a springboard that we needed to make sure that we we had met people in person built a bit of a relationship um but yeah it's it's still a challenge now sort of finding new stockists but yeah, we're very um, grateful that the timing of the show worked for us. So, it, in the podcast, we sort of discuss about people's sort of ideal meal, the the perfect meal for them. What what would you say that is for you? <laughs> you know, you can guess it's pasta. <laughs> um, I, you know. Absolutely. I think I am actually addicted to pasta. <laughs> um, it's one of those things where we always make too much because I know I'll come back and I'll keep eating <laughs> and I'll keep filling my bowl up and I'm, I look forward to the leftovers the next day before I've even finished what I'm eating for my dinner. <laughs> but um, yeah, pasta's just been something that for our family it's always been there. So birthday, we were always asked, you know, what would you like for dinner? Spaghetti bolognese was always my answer. Um, and actually, I got married uh, about a year and a half ago, um, and I had all of the bridesmaids around the evening before the wedding, and they asked me, what would you like for you know, your final meal as a miss? And I said, you don't have to ask me, you know, and they went, 
right, we'll do a spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> um, and yeah, at the age of 28, I'm still asking for pasta for a special meal. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's definitely something that, it's something about eating it, I love the taste, uh, but it's just got that, you know, brings back memories and it's comforting. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'm always going to say pasta, but... I mean, I'm I'm not fussy whether it's in just a pesto or a ragu or in a pasta salad. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I can't get enough of it really, which um, might be a bit dangerous now that we're making it. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone's got a taste test and, and research, haven't they? So you, it's a good excuse. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I must say, I do love um, the the pasta when you've actually just when you've made it yourself as well and you know that you've you've actually put your own little bit of effort into making it the freshness of um of pasta is is great isn't it yeah that's one of the things that we learned when we went to italy and the different techniques because ours is dried so it looks well on the shop shelf um and yeah you can buy a bag and make a few meals with it um so it was important for us how to get the flavour in there. So we're using purely wheat flour and water. Um, but the flavour that we managed to create is something we're really, really proud of. Um, so there's a couple of ways that we've been doing that. So we we use these bronze dyes, which is how the pasta's take. Um, and using that bronze, it gives a rough surface to the pasta. Um, so when you eat it as a dish, as a meal, the texture is really robust um, and also the sauce sticks to it really, really well so you're not left with, you know, this shiny pasta and then at the bottom you've got all your sauce looking around. Um, but it just makes it all, you know, it encases the pasta and it absorbs it. It's brilliant um, to eat. And then the other thing is with, obviously, the selection of the wheat flour is a massive thing. Um, but when we make the pasta itself, we... We dry it um, on a low temperature for a long time, so we stay low and slow, um, and it's over 12 hours. So we, we do it on an evening um, every night. So that also develops a lot of flavour within the wheat flour itself. Um, and, yeah, it's definitely worth a taste test, and it's nice to hear from a lot of people that they've been converted, you know, to the, this sort of artisan pasta as opposed to the the more value offerings that you maybe just grab in your local supermarket to whip up a quick meal um so yeah it's something that i think once you taste you um you maybe don't go back again <laughs> so yeah <laughs> so in terms of when the um you're making the product and to the product going to the shelves how how long does that take um so at the moment we work in small batches and there's myself and my husband um so we we make most days um and like i say we make the pasta and then we dry it through the evening um but at the moment we're just sort of a small operation so everything's made on site and then we package it up ourselves and when we get an order in pop it in the cases and stuff goes out to the shop so it's um you know it can be made sort of the week a week or two beforehand um but the product itself because drying is one of those ancient traditions for preserving food you know with your salting and your curing and pickling um so the fact that it's dried means that the pasta you know it can sit on your pantry shelf for a very long time um and not degrade and just be as good as it was just when you you know cook it in water 
Um, so it's an easy product to keep. Um, so whether you just take it home and pop it in the cupboard or pop it into a you know a glass jar on your shelf to look pretty, um, or well in our house it doesn't last long at all. It keeps in that night. Um, but yeah, that's one of the, the benefits from having your dried dried pasta um, as opposed to maybe the fresh pasta that's sort of got the preservatives in and um, you know it's in a plastic bag that's been pumped with. Um, nitrogen to keep it fresh for 10 days in your fridge um so yeah diff- very different products um but yeah you can the dried pasta sort of lasts last well and keeps its quality so in terms of the consumers how how are you doing sales wise at the moment is that is that something that's really on the up for you well i think because we're such a new business um it's really just all just learning at the moment so we've got our stockists and like i said we've got quite good relationships with them so we'll phone them up and see how they're doing um and so far everybody's really happy with the response from their you know their customers their locals are coming in and taking it and trying it and being converted um so all of the feedback that we're getting is at the moment we're just super chuffed with um but like you say it's a, it's a hard time to launch a product there's a lot sort of happening out there at the moment that can impact it. We've got a lot of delis and farm shops that have they've had to close the doors. Um, so it's quite a turbulent time and we don't know what there is to come. So we just sort of keep going while we can, I guess, and see what the future has to come. So uh, you obviously said as well about starting out in the kitchen. Are you still in the kitchens working away or have you ma- managed to move into a, a premises to to bulk out and make make big larger orders well <laughs> we've built that ourselves as well so we've um it soon came clear that you know there's only so much that i could do i moved out the kitchen to the garage um and spent a lot of time in the garage and then when we thought right well we're going to take this seriously and have a really good go at it um we designed sort of a little unit and purpose built so it's all stainless steel and you know food grade and for us it's just working really well it's something that we'll grow into um but it means that we can manufacture locally still um so we're making out of molten um but yeah it's really helped us get that space and um be able to make a bit more pasta than we could before and make it into something that you know when you get a stockist and they ring and they say we'd like another case you need to be able to fulfill the order um, and not let people down so it's important that we have the capacity to do that for them now so in terms of where you want to be in the next couple of years, are you, are you wanting to sort of build on the range of pasta that you, you're making? Is there any other avenues that you want to take it down? Yes, at the moment we've, we've got the, um, the five pastas, but we've definitely got ideas in mind for different shapes. Um, I think it's just a case of seeing how it goes and if, you know, if people keep buying and then we know we can sort of make, make a living from it. Um, We'll, we'll keep making it so you know there's there's often questions about wholemeal which is something that we want to bring potentially next spring um we've got a big piece of development to get that recipe right um, whilst also balancing a brand new business um everything that comes with it um so that's a project that we'll have um but yeah as far as we're, we're going at the moment we've got a really lovely range of five that we hope will sort of suit it suit everyone something for everybody there um, and 
different products to try and you know everyone ends up with their favorite hopefully and um, so we'll see how they all do as well uh, against each other um but yeah it's definitely um, a lot of potential and yeah it's just exciting what what we could maybe do with the future Catherine, thank you for talking to us today thank you very much for having me on thank you very much it's an absolute pleasure and uh, all the best for the future super thank you take care thank you